Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Next Real Saturday Matinee, our weekly show where the Next Real team gets together to talk about news reviews, new trailers, our weekly list challenges, and more. Shenanigans, really. I'm Mandy Kaplan, and I am joined today by Pete Wright. Hi, Pete. Hi, Mandy Kaplan. It's great to see you. And you as well. 
I don't know if you noticed, I upped my lighting situation. I, you can actually see me. You look terrific, but you always sort of shimmer. And we're done. So... Good episode, you guys. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking of more of, of a glitter, but sure, shimmer works. <laughs> glitter, yeah. shimmer, shimmer, shine, glitter, whatever shimmer. you got. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You <laughs> might exactly, all recognize yes. the yes. dulcet tones of Ocean. Hi, Ocean. <laughs> Hello, man. It's nice to see the the uh, wonderful rays of light that are bouncing off of your uh, of your effervescence. This All right, it's starting, it's, it's starting to hurt it's, my it's, eyes. It's, Please make it guys, stop, guys. Simmer down. It's, get, it's getting to be a little gross. <laughs> so, aside from obviously staring at pictures of me, what have you guys been watching and doing to entertain yourselves this week? Well, I actually, I actually just finished up something on the recommendation of uh, Pete and Kyle from the last time we got together, and I uh, binged Invincible and uh, watched that. And uh, the if you have not seen Invincible, uh, Mandy, which I'm going to bet that you have not, it is on Amazon. It is an animated si- superhero series about a young man who his father is, you know, basically Superman. And he is now, he's a teenager in high school and he has just gotten his powers. And then kind of what he's trying to do to be a superhero because he wants to be like his dad, who is the greatest superhero in the world. And each episode has a post-credit scene. And Pete is right. The first episode's post-credit scene is a pivotal moment (laughs) in the the entire show. So Mm. I'm trying, yes, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying not to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't seen it. It it is, it is a, it is a wildly entertaining show. Um, It is, has, has a good story through line as far as like, you know, the, um, you know, it's it's a good coming of age story uh, mm-hmm. for a kid who's coming of age, trying to become into his powers and really trying to live up to the larger than life shadow of his amazingly superhero father. Because it'd be basically like a Superman with your dad, it's, right? And then it's your it's basically my life story. Mm-hmm. Exactly. My dad yes. is that. Yeah. Your dad is Superman. It, well, yeah. Of course he is. And so therefore, <laughs> and then and oh, then but be and, and then beyond that, the the other part of it is um, you know, that the, for anyone who's gonna see it, there is a level of violence to it that takes a, a an episode or two to get used to. Not not that the violence is there, but when it's in an animated form, it starts to look more realistic and it's really it's it's the exact opposite of what do you think because you know i am i am uh parroting what kyle told me about it with that part and i know when he said it to me i was like that's crazy it's a cartoon but when the violence looks the same as the two people talking on the couch right it, it makes the violence look more realistic and so that you know audiences should be you know kind of braced for that that that'll happen but but overall the the story is a really good story it's a good arc and they've done they did a lot to you you know, set up a second season, which I'm looking forward to. Cool. I am so glad to hear that you you trucked with that with that show, Ocean. I was nervous when you brought it up. I thought I was about to be taken to the mat, but I am I am so relieved. I I knew it, and it is so much better than that crazy Netflix Jupiter show. I started watching that, and I can't watch Josh Duhamel with a beard. I can't watch it. It's not Duhamel. Right. I enjoy that. Duhamel. Is that right? Duhamel. Duhamel. How do you say it? Duhamel. 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 It's not Duhamel. It's Duhamel. It's Duhamel. She knows she's in the industry, man. Oh, oh, I've been pronouncing it Josh Duhamel for since, you know, since the first Transformers. Since you won a date with Tad Hamilton? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I loved that show. The the Jupiter Legacy. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love Jupiter's Legacy, too. I love Invincible. I love Jupiter's Legacy, too. 
I think there, I'm I think on episode two. I'm going to see it. It's I think there's uh, room for both. In all honesty, though, Peter, if by episode three you're not really kind of all in, you know, you, you could maybe bail and save yourself some time. Because it, I'm a completionist, you Ocean. You should know. Okay. I'm a completionist. Right. I have to watch all of them. Okay. And I, that leads me to my topic, uh, because I am, I, forgive me if I if I present a little bit of my damage on the show today. Oh, I, tell us. Pete, we're doing, on us. the main show, we're doing uh, the, the films of Lynn Shelton. Yes. Do you know Lynn Shelton? Yes. Mandy, do you actually, did you know Lynn Shelton? Because she seems like she would have been friends of yours. I, I take that as a high compliment. You should. She would have loved me, but no, I didn't know I her. Think but so. I love your yeah, sister's sister. Definitely. I love that movie. So I we were doing uh, five of, of her movies, which is almost all of them. And so I went through and found the other ones and have watched now all of, of her movies. She's 11 feature films, or 11 films and an and a extended short. Um, and she died in May of last year. It was tragic. It's very sad. So now I'm watching all these movies and she she makes, I, I think you could really boil it down to one or two archetypes of films, right? It's the, the, the main character is always lost, kind of a wash at sea with, with a bit of an unexplained, unexamined uh, kind of reason. So it, it's a little bit hard to get to the, you know, why. It always feels a little bit unresolved. But then I watched this movie, We Go Way Back, which is one of her earlier films, where the main character is uh, kind of lost, a wash at sea, doesn't quite know, unexplained, unexamined. And in the process, uh, she finds a box of letters from her 13-year-old self to her future self, right? And over the course of the first, second act, those letters, the sound of her younger voice reading these letters to her, it, it plays with you. She plays with the, the stereoscopically, she plays with it, and then suddenly there's a 13-year-old kid in the movie. And it's her younger self. And not only is it the 13-year-old kid, other people can see this 13-year-old kid. It is the most clever, beautiful interpretation of coming to terms with your inner self, your inner kind of your inner child, so to speak. But just uh, giving yourself this like this room, this space to 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 learn from your own life's lessons and they do Hedda Gabler she's cast in a in a local theater production of Hedda Gabler and the director says I think we're really going to unlock it I need you you you're going to play the part of Hedda and you're doing it all in Norwegian and so she has to learn Norwegian <laughs> And it's just, I mean, it's its really, like, if you've done, you know, community theater, <laughs> you'll laugh out loud. Like, it is very funny, very sweet. And I have been just wrought with this sense of exploration of this woman's films, the story she's made now that she is dead, because she is so close to a contemporary of ours. Like, it just feels very resonant that I am examining her legacy. Uh, they're such personal stories, such deeply personal stories. It feels criminal to be giving them two and a half stars, three stars. Like, it's just wrong. But um, that's the world we live in. Anyway, these Lynn Shelton films, if you're into the like, personal examination and exploration, you've got to watch We Go Way Back. It's terrific. And Sort of Trust uh, is the last film she made, and it was amazing. It was funny and fantastic. Uh, everything else, you know, is is sort of on par with your sister, sister Hump Day, and uh, Touchy Feely was great. Uh, Rosemary Dewitt is fantastic. Uh, but for me, the real highlights, we go way back and sort of trust. Amazing. I wrote those down. I you'll notice I did not write down Invincible or Jupiter, but I wrote. I did. I, I noticed you shuffling down. paper, and I have to say, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. 
then I may have given you a recommendation that you might like. I've written a lot of stuff down over these episodes, and I I, don't, I can't say I've watched it, but... I haven't watched a single one. I write one. down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's my thing. I've been inside my head for the last week. I've watched sure. all these movies in a, in two days, so um, it's Well, been you're great. doing better than me. I, I, have, I have yet to, to recommend anything that Mandy is interested in watching, and I expect the streak to stay alive today. <laughs> Let's see, guys. Let's oh, see. Man. Let's see what we got. Yeah. So... The first thing I wanted to talk about, which I feel is very topical, is the Friends reunion. Please, no spoilers, guys. It's dropping <gasps> as we speak, right? I've already watched about 45 minutes of it. It, okay. it, is, it, has, it has already dropped. And it dropped no today. Spoil- yes, I'm not going to spoil it either. I'm going to a... Uh, a, a friend's watching party. Oh, good. Okay. You are yeah, yeah, yes, ocean. Yes, oh, yes. well, going I wanted to, to. We're going to have a group together to get together to watch this. And so it is, I am willing to go. I am being gently dragged by my wife to this, but I am willing to go. I did enjoy the show. Uh, well, but, I wanted uh, to know how we all feel because that for me, this yeah. is like the mothership calling me home. I'm very excited. But Ocean, not uh, uh, not a Friends fan? Can we can we do something? No, no, no. Don't, don't, Ocean, don't answer. I would first, I would like Mandy to predict how each of us are going to answer this question. I, I feel I have an unfair knowledge because, Pete, you've already been watching it and you wouldn't have been watching it if but you... But you don't know why. I see no gun to your head, sir. You, the rundown is the gun to my head. It says, I want to talk about Friends Reunion right. with a link. I prep. That's what I'm just saying. So now you could take that off the table. The, I, I think this the, is what Pete's you first episode of Friends he's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Could you be any more wrong? <laughs> no, I think Pete Dear was God, excited. Dear God, this parachute has turned into a knapsack. <laughs> <laughs> I think Pete is excited and Ocean is like, okay, fine for my marriage. That's what I think. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much right on the money. I, I don't know. I, I have been, I this trailer, this reunion thing, I've been laughing about, but laughing about like from the backside of my flooding heart uh, because I watched just the first little bit of it and it was just, I took me right back. This was appointment television for me. I watched every single episode for 10 straight years. Preach. Uh, it, it, it defines an era of my comedy, you know? Yes. Bright Kaufman Crane yes. defines an era of my comedy. Yes. So I yeah. still watch it in reruns. I love it. I've seen I have seen all of the episodes. I did enjoy it at the time that it was out and I thought it was I, I think and thought it was a good show. I'm, you know, going to watch the the reunion to just, you know, kind of see what they do with it. I found that I was my excitement waned a little bit when I learned about what they were that it was unscripted. And that made me wonder if they were doing like, are they doing a show where we get to see the characters and the writers have written where they are? What are we, a 17 years on? Where they are 17, 17 years, years on yeah. and what their lives are and everything like that. Or is it going to be more of a, okay, we're going to get them together and do something like a Curb Your Enthusiasm, where it's like we're going to give them an overall plot and like an overall idea and then tell the actors, look, you know these characters, so go. Right now, that may be great, but since the, the original show wasn't that way, I, don't, I just don't know. So I'll, I'll look forward to finding out. No, I kind of, let me just spoil it. So nobody's looking forward to any of that because none of what you just said is what it is. Okay, so it, but it, it is It really is it's a reunion. 
It's no, it's not an episode. It's an hour and 45 minute exploration of where these characters have come from, have been. It's let's go down memory lane. Let's walk. They brought all the sets out of the museum and they rebuilt all the sets. They're not doing a show. Like, I there's, wanted them As to far do as a I show. know, there's no show. It's it's them talking about they do the trivia thing, but they're all as as the performers talking about the characters. Oh. They, as far oh, so, as I know, where I am in it, they've not done an episode. So it's, None it's, of that. It's like the Fresh Interviews. Prince of Bel-Air one where they all got together and they're talking about the history they of the show about it. and what the show Hour meant. Hour and 44 like minutes. And, okay. So they're doing that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So th- now I'm less excited. But I'll tell you, I'm, I pulls the heartstrings. Uh, pulls the heartstrings. James Corden does these little segments, these interview segments, and there are some things that are pretty cheesy about it. But yeah. Um. But I, there is something about, and maybe it's a, it's because I just went to my thirtieth college or high school reunion, and um, I there, there's something about the idea of these people who who really haven't been together in 17 years, like in in any sort of professional capacity, right? Um about them exploring like for real what it's like to to remember this thing that was so important to so many people i mean massive numbers of people watch the show and still do so i think it's pretty special just watching them emote together i'm a big softy for that stuff i guess i i, I shouldn't be i i should be a cold-hearted cynic and I, stupid stupid cash grab but honestly like Hearing them share stupid inside jokes with each other is fun. It's fun. Well, when you guys, after we've all seen it and you want to talk about it, I'll be there for you. (laughs) (laughs) you. There's already a bit about that. Poor Matthew Perry has been through the ringer. That guy. Everybody See, now else you're doing spoilers, Pete. Like this a is a little bit. No, like, it's bang. like immediate. You'll it's know it's not spoilers like the first five minutes. Well, yeah, you see, it's the first five you, minutes. You can see a picture of him. They, they already, they already, they, they've teased that already. That they've teased that. Yeah, that he's, I, I know I that trailer had me really, messed up. Yeah. No, it's tough. It's yeah, it's great, but it's I, I watch it and just we, just watch it with an optimist. Stop yelling at heart. me. We will watch it. Ocean <laughs> will watch it. Okay. All right. Ocean will watch it. Drink in hand. I will watch it. Yeah. Pete, now that you are all worked up, I want to hear about the article you posted. I feel like you snuck it in five minutes before we hit record, so I didn't read it. I did. So you don't know this news? I don't know the news. All all I have written is Amma MGM. Exactly. Ocean, I'm sure you know what we're talking about. Amazon is purchasing MGM. I have several things to say about it, but Pete, the floor is yours. 8.45 billion dollars. You know what else starts with a B? Bezos. Bond. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, they, they really, I mean, this, they've, they've set the table for what they want to do with the Bond franchise. And, and th- there are some stipulations about this purchase. They, they reported that they get the catalog, the MGM catalog. And MGM has been on the ropes for years, right? In and out of bankruptcy and, and, you know, licensing off content to different parties and bringing it back in. And so it's been a while since they've, they've kind of been on the market. And Amazon stepped up uh, and uh, paid them the eight and a half billion. And they get 4,000 movies and 17,000 TV shows uh, in its catalog, and it's all going to Prime Video. Um, and let's see, in addition, Amazon is, partic- is anticipating being able to mine MGM properties like the Pink Panther, Rocky, and yes, the 007 franchises for new original films and series. That will be interesting for the entertainment market. Those are big properties. Uh, you know, I, I, it, it feels important to at least acknowledge this is one of those IPC changes 
uh, in the market right now. What do you say, Ocean? I agree with the last part you said, that it feels important. I think, though, that the reasonings are, is different than we think, right? Because, I, I, you know, the uh, the $8.45 billion is like, you know, what Bezos has in his back pocket. So it's not, from, from Amazon's perspective, this isn't a lot of money. I, I really think that what Amazon is doing is utilizing Prime, the video service, to try to ensure and continue the prime service that people are buying for Amazon as far as the two-day shipping and all that. The original idea behind Prime was that two-day shipping, and that's why you pay your, I think it's now 100, and, 100 bucks a year or whatever it is for it. 119. Yeah, 119. Yeah, it's like something like that. So whatever you're paying for it to, to in order to, you know, to pay for that is to get that two-day shipping. Well, Amazon now has spread their tentacles so wide throughout the country that really you could turn, you could be off Amazon Prime. Most anything you'd buy on the, on Amazon, you'd get in that amount of time. And so I think that what they're doing is, you know, it, it, it does, you know, from an entertainment standpoint and customer standpoint, there is a benefit. But I really think they're doing that um, along with, like, for example, one of the things they did is they bought the Yes Network, which is the network that, uh, um, that displays all the Yankees games. And the reason they bought the Yes Network was because they realized that in New York, there weren't as many Prime members as they would like to have. And so they're using this to then bring in more Prime ah. members and to then keep yeah. that service going. And so I, I'm... I am excited about it only insofar as, you know, the, as a consumer of these products, we can, you know, I will get a benefit of it as well, but, you know, I'm still going to pay my prime membership. And I think that's really what they're doing and kind of how they're deciding what they pick and choose. Because you can tell if you've used the Amazon prime video interface, I mean, it's not great, right? They're not, they're not really putting any money in it at all. It's, it's confusing. It has, you know, tons of issues. You can't save things, you know, it's just there, to be like, wait, well, if you want to find a movie or a show, you can here. But really what we want you to do is pay for that, you know, that special two-day shipping. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think some of their properties are really special. And and I think that's the that's the separation between like what uh but between the the technological experience of interfacing with the app, which is not great, and the content. And they are throwing money at content. They're throwing money at the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and the Jack Ryan franchise, and now Jack Re- or Reacher uh, is coming. And so we have, they have some big properties and some Amazon originals. Like, they are, they're working their networks. And I think, you know, depending on your, on, on how you feel about how they have handled these major intellectual property uh, uh, titles, these Jack Ryan, for example, to Tom Clancy stuff, um, you might be real excited to have Amazon Studios behind James Bond, right? Like that, that might be exciting to you. If you kind of like the prestige feel of Bond, this is not a good move for you, right? This is because we're about to get all bonded up. Is, like is there- it's going to be all bondage all the time after this. I mean, it's just all, all the places you're going to be all bound up. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. Will it, will we get um, a series of, uh, uh, you know, a Wizard of Oz series out of this, right? Will we get a Legally Blonde series uh, out of this, right? Th- those are the, uh, the big properties. They've got uh, Tomb Raider, Thomas Crown Affair, Thelma and Louise, Magnificent Seven. You can bet we're going to get some Magnificent Seven stuff out of this. Obviously, Creed and Rocky, uh, Basic Instinct, uh, 12 Angry Men, Moonstruck. Uh, let's see, uh, Handmaid's Tale, uh, Fargo and uh vikings so it, there's they've got a lot of stuff to to work with so it'll be interesting to see what that what they mine first yeah and they, and they have a lot of money and you know that you know from a bond perspective maybe that uh q television series that we've all been waiting for will finally happen 
Because I think that <laughs> I honestly think that would be an interesting idea to see, like, hey, let's yeah. just follow Q and see what see what goes on yeah. in his world. But gotta be better than some of the movies. I know. I did it. Well, yeah, especially especially any of the ones that star Daniel Craig. All right, so. <laughs> oh, well, Daniel Craig is my best is my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> from those movies that we don't know anything about to three trailers <laughs> for movies we don't know much about. <laughs> now, that I, was an expert turn. Thank yes. you. We're, quite, mo- quite we're moving segue. on to trailers, yeah. moving gentlemen. on, and. I broke all the rules because I'm a rebel and I'll never, ever be any good. And I picked a trailer for something that has already been released. But it was something Mm. that came out totally under the radar. I've never heard anyone refer to it. I wanted to shine a light on it. So I chose a movie written by, directed by, and starring Billy Crystal, Sir Billy Crystal, and (laughs) Tiffany Haddish, which I think is such a fun, interesting combination. And it seems to be the story of uh, a comedy writer who's trying to write one last thing, but he seems to be suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's. I'm not clear. He befriends Tiffany Haddish. We're not quite clear how. She agrees to help him, and they form a very close, unlikely friendship in the movie Here Today. Thank you for bidding on me in the auction. I am so flattered that somebody your age would be a fan of my work. I don't know who the hell you are. My ex really wanted to meet you, so he bid. How much? Twenty-two. $2,200? That's fantastic. $22. It started at 20 and then it went up in 50 cent increments. I'm a comedy writer. All right, guys, very funny stuff. I also write for Broadway and movies. Why is your face suddenly bigger than it was before? Oh, my God, are you allergic to seafood? Oh, my God. She doesn't have insurance, and she really shouldn't be leaving him by herself. Your daughter is going to be fine. My, Why did you tell the doctor that I was your father? I was a little loopy by then. Are you doing anything right now? No. Want to have some laughs? Come on, queen. Smile, girl. Smile. Marilyn Monroe from The Seven Year Itch. Mm. I'd be itchy, too, if I had hot subway air blowing up my ass. Doctor, thanks for seeing me so late. How's the writing going? It's all of these young kids. In the tradition of George Carlin and Richard Pryor. Somebody's got to talk to Roger about his inflections. Come on, sub-peanut. What, what is that, a very small peanut? Are you doing what we talked about? I try not to vary my routine. You have medicines to help you. I was backed up for like eight days. And you can always give yourself an enema. I'm saving that for my birthday. Who are they? That's my family. If they're your family, why do you have their names written down? Charlie, you can't be alone anymore. If you ever need my help, I'm here. I'm writing something, and I have to finish before my words run out. I'll take care of them. May I ask what your relationship is? I don't know. I don't know. The roadless traveled is the hottest I know. Gets lonely when you're out on your own. Do you live here? I'm his friend. But your dad needs you right now. I mean, this young woman is full of surprises. This is no time for jokes. It's the perfect time for jokes. <laughs> you funny, old man. Everybody needs somebody sometime. Everybody needs somebody sometime. I want to have fun. I want to laugh. I want to not be scared. And I want to write the book. And I want to do all of that with you. Hell yeah. Everybody needs somebody sometime. I didn't want for this to happen. That this, it didn't happen. Your little frail body would not be able to handle all these groceries. I'll break your back. Then you die. Can't have that. What did you guys think of this trailer? I think that it is a nice, sweet movie. Uh, Billy Crystal's funny. 
Um, he's, uh, you, you know, Billy Crystal's funny. I've, I've found him funny for years. And so I think that anything he does, well, maybe not anything. That's maybe a little high praise. But most things he does is, is going to be humorous in, a, uh, humorous in a good way. I think that it's a nice show. It's, it looks like a nice, cute, sweet movie. Um, you know, it'll, it's kind of thing that where, you know, if you're sitting around on a Saturday afternoon or something and you're, you know, looking for something nice to watch it, it's there. But, you know, you know, I guess that's really kind of what I think about it. It, it looks, it looks movie, nice right? and sweet. I'm sorry. Wouldn't you be so happy if it was on an airplane? I would be bawling if it was on an airplane. It no, seems like no. a great airplane movie to me. No, I, I, I need explosions on an airplane so I can be so I can be fearful whenever there's turbulence. Oh. You know, so. <laughs> you know. Sometimes you you hear the uh, the the backstory behind these things, and it actually makes the movie better. Mm. Uh, and um, I, they did a story on Tiffany Haddish and um, Billy Crystal. And I should say, Tiffany Haddish is also very funny. She is a very funny woman. Mm-hmm. And they um, uh, apparently Billy Crystal was watching TV one afternoon and saw her in some other thing and said, "Her, I need her to do this thing with me." I need her. And they have become straight up best friends. Aww. Like best friends. They are, uh, they're totally in each other's. They were in each other's bubble, pandemic bubble. Like they just, they talk all the time. They're, they talk. I mean, it's just seeing them together. It is like they are genuine friends. So wh- knowing that makes me more interested in this movie. And I'm, I can't believe it actually has already come out. Like it's a streaming in thing, right? I, I should be able to. It oh, is, that's why it, I they only seen released it. Yeah. it theatrically on May 7th, which I, and I just looked and it said it's our, it's made $2 million in the box office. This definitely feels like a Saturday at your house streamer. I would have already watched it. Right. right? I would have already given them a percentage of my monthly fee. Right. Somewhere. So I'm I'm with you. I think the rest of the cast, I mean, besides, uh, uh, you know, Billy and and, um, Tiffany, Sharon Stone is in it, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. Uh, Kevin Klein. Comedic genius, Sharon Stone? I just like look at these people. These you know, there's people, a lot of there's a lot funny. of names. Like yeah, Kevin Klein is in it, and uh, yeah, Barry Levinson is actually showing Barry it. Levinson. So, yes, yes. Co-written by Alan yeah. Swibel, who makes everybody well, funny. So he sure does. I'm, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I worry that because it came out theatrically, you know, May seventh, I'll miss it when it, you know, they won't do a big push for like now it's available VOD or streaming. So. Somebody, please alert me. I'll set. I'll set up a Google alert. I've never done. If one. I may, mm. go to Letterboxd.com mm. uh-huh. and add it to your watch list. Oh. Because in Letterboxd, you can choose your services that you pay for in your settings, uh-huh. and anything in your watch list, as soon as it as it comes available on that service, it will send you a notification. Oh, that is excellent advice. I just, I just made, I just made your day a little bit better. You did. I didn't realize that. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank it's you. It's really Pete. super handy. Yeah, have, I made a notification. Can I do, can I do my trailer now? Yes, you can, Pete. Oh my god. Now that gosh. you've offered me such a hot tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh gunpowder milkshake. I need to exchange some books. Come. Scarlet's kid. How is your mother? I haven't seen her in 15 years. Mom. Let's get you into a good book. You'll need a Jane Austen. A Virginia Woolf. And an Agatha Christie. For reading. Sam, your talents are needed. Somebody stole from us. 
He's crazy enough to steal from the firm. Is it done? There's a change of plan. They have an eight-year-old girl. I can't leave her to die. Sam, you killed the wrong people. You're no longer under our protection. Some bad men are coming to hurt us. We have to go where it's safe. Hi, Mom. Am I a grandmother? God, no. <laughs> Girls, I think I see a ghost. We need weapons. Give the kill order. I'm gonna do terrible things to you girls. We're gonna bring the sky down on their heads. I'm gonna make a little noise. So, what's the plan? I called as an Uber. Are you kidding me? Nope. Oh, that's really unfortunate. If I get out of this alive, I'm coming for you. You are an incredibly impressive young woman. There's not a single person on earth I'd rather kill people with. Thanks, Ma. Are you a serial killer? What? You kill people. Yes. And you've killed more than one. That is serial. It's more complicated than that. Gunpowder Milkshake is, uh, it is John Wick uh, of ladies. John Wick of ladies. <laughs> now, you may thought you've already had that with Atomic Blonde, but then you stop and you say to yourself, self, can you really have too much John Wick with ladies? Especially when one of those ladies is the badass uh, Karen Gillan. She is already... Uh, has demonstrated herself as an action uh, a performer. She is just terrific. Uh, she's funny. Uh, she's smart. She's uh, just great. And they happen to build this fantastic cast, uh, uh, Carla Gugino and Lena Headey and Angela Bassett and Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. Uh, and, and Paul Giamatti represent. Yep. Uh, they are absolutely stunning cast of just destroying everything and th- my favorite bit in the trailer is when she turns around and the little girl says are you a serial serial killer no uh, but you kill people like one after another a lot it's complicated so what'd you guys think gunpowder milkshake were you excited by this yes so this is actually unbeknownst to you pete your first steal of the show I saw this trailer and I went to put it out on this on the site and I and I saw that you had already done it and after letting loose with I'm not gonna say I'm gonna say more than three expletives in your direction I <laughs> had to find something else. Ooh, the <laughs> truth comes three, out. Yes, definitely more than Shots three. Shots fired. There, there, there was there was a lot going on there. Um, and so no, I I think this movie looks amazing. I am excited to see it. I even like the interestingly enough with all the action sequences and everything around it that I liked in the trailer. You know, I, I even like the oddly human touch, which I don't know why I even reacted to this with a whole when she opens a door to see her mom and she's like, I'm not a grandmother, am I? And she's like, oh God, no, right? I was like, yes, I get all of that. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I thought it was great that it was like, so clearly the way this trailer set up, it's like this mother that you haven't seen for well over 10 to 15 years, you see for the first time and that's her first question is, is this your daughter? So that's great. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it looks it looks amazing. Um, I'm in the bag for anything Michelle Yeoh does. I, lo- I love her in really everything. Um, 
Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I am excited for this and I will uh, be running right out and seeing it. Well, you guys know I don't like violence. So yes. let me preface by saying this trailer looks awesome. And this movie looks <laughs> awesome. And I was like, I mean, maybe I could be down because it's so badass and funny yeah. and sexy. And I love Karen Gillum. Ruby Roundhouse. I'm we we all know yeah. anything Jumanji. I'm a fan. Oh, she's so good. She's just you, and you just want to root for her and be around her. And that's how I feel about all these women. I love all these women. I never saw Atomic Blonde. I think I would like it, but like I just never it never came into my world. Mm, so this will be tough. my entree into this very violent, ultra violent John Wick. Well, I mean, I've seen some of it, but yeah. But this one looks really good and really funny, and I'm excited. Oh, I'm thrilled. Yes. I thought this was just going to be, you know, a, a whole segment of suffering for you, Mandy. So I'm glad to hear that you're on top of this one. It's really, uh, I think it's going to be great. And best words uh, so far tonight opens July 14th on the Internet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> on the Internet. <laughs> Okay, okay. I, I I believe between now and then they'll narrow down. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but I'll be here on yeah. the internet. Just waiting. Google it. You'll find I it. hope I find it. Yep. Yeah, there you go. All right, All right. All right Ocean, Ocean. What are you bringing to the table? Um, well, the synopsis of my uh, movie is a it is a sequel, and it is the bodyguard Michael Bryce. He continues his friendship with assassin Darius Kincaid as they try to save Darius's wife Sonia. Starring three actors that I absolutely love, Ryan Reynolds, Salma Hayek, and Samuel L. Jackson, my movie is The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. You're going to tell us everything you know. <laughs> I'm not telling you a mother... You can electrocute him all day. It'll only make him angrier. I, on the other hand, will tell you everything. Really? Michael Bryce was trying to put his past behind him. You need to forget bodyguarding. Repeat after me. No bodyguarding. No. Bodyguarding. Then he got pulled back in. Let's go! Jesus! To protect this homicidal nutbag's wife. What is he doing here? I said, can anyone but Michael Bryce? I believe it's pronounced, thank you. In four days, all of you love will burn. They're planning a full-scale cyber attack. Do not screw this up. Oh, we are definitely gonna screw this up. I promised my therapist no bodyguarding. Let's not do that, guys. Let's just focus. I got it. No, it's fine. You guys just, you guys have at it. Maybe feather the break a bit. I need you to protect us. We're trying to have a baby. Now repeat after me. I'm unlicensed. I'm unlicensed. That's terrible. Louder. I'm unlicensed. And I don't give up. We need guns. We need boats. We need them. Are you ready to get your freak on? What? That came out wrong. Not together. With us. That also came out wrong. Now let's go do what we do and blow some things up. I would make a great mother, don't you think? I you think you're yes. Mother? Thank you. It must be your powerful asexuality that makes you such a good listener. 
That not only are we safe, this really feels like a new be. That's a lot of apostrophes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so I I I I loved the original, the, not the original, the the first the first one, the uh, the the Hitman's Bodyguard. I thought it was funny. I think you know the, the you know bringing uh, bringing Ryan Reynolds basically doing his uh, his Deadpool uh, to to a, to a different movie where he doesn't have to wear the red costume is great. Um, Samuel Jackson's funny and everything. And, and when I watched the original movie, the one thing I did think about it was this this movie needs more Salma Hayek because her she was only in it for a little bit and she was funny and she was charismatic and everything she she kind of brought a spark to the movie and so i like how uh this one is is doing is is going to bring her more into the forefront of the of the movie and so um it looks you know so to me it looks exciting and interesting i'm I'm interested in seeing what they do with morgan freeman they're gonna have antonio menderes in it there's a lot of actors in here that i really like and enjoy and so i look forward to watching it what do you guys think well i guess what do you think pete mandy i I already know what mandy's gonna say She's going to say she loved it because she's on a roll. I'll I'll tell you, I I didn't see the first one. What? Can you believe if you can believe that? (laughs) I didn't. I didn't see the first one. So this one, it it kind of looks like the first one with more Selma Hayek. It it looks it looks fun and funny, but you know, I didn't I I didn't love the Expendables, and this feels a little bit expendably, and he did the director Patrick Hughes did the Expendables three, and that one was horrible. Don't, don't watch was that it one. horrible? Yeah, the, so that's first... that's kind of where I am. Like I'm curious about it. I'm and I feel like given your enthusiasm for the first one, that I can be on board with that. I'll t- I'll take that recommendation. I didn't know. I didn't know you. I didn't know you liked it. Yeah, yeah, I don't no, see no, you no. writing it down, Pete. <laughs> that's <laughs> how we validate Ocean. His mind is a steel <laughs> trap. Yeah, I have to edit this show, Mandy. I've got it in so many different formats. Exactly. Yeah, yes, I got yeah. it. So I yeah, I'm into it, Mandy. Yeah, not so much. I and not not just <laughs> because of thousand, the violence. A thousand. Not because of the violence. It was very tropey. Just everything in this trailer I have seen a million times. And even though I love all those actors, I would much rather watch Ryan Reynolds on the Graham Norton show. Like I I don't need to see him do this anymore. He's done this. To be a fair, lot. he's very funny on the Graham Norton yeah, show. <laughs> I know. And that's where I would prefer to watch him. Yeah. So I yeah. It looked very, like, been there, seen it, done that. All right. Even though I hadn't seen the original. (laughs) It's Sam Jackson and Frank Grillo. And, like, this is, it's a great, like, evil action cast. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, there's just great, there's great witty dialogue. I totally get it. Yeah, and Tony Banderas is the bad guy. So, yeah, no, it's, uh. No, he looks like a real bad baddie. Yes. So the uh, the hitman's wife's bodyguard will release on June sixteenth. Everywhere. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun dun dun. That was so threatening. <laughs> so, Ocean, to make up to you the fact that I am not going to see your trailer choice. Make up that that's, how, that's how that's about, how we roll. Are you, are well, but I'm going to say yeah. we're getting ready for game time here. Are we not? I'll let uh, you go first in the game. Uh, oh well, well, well thank, thank you, thank, thank you very much. I appreciate that, but I I feel that the bedrock of our friendship <laughs> is I recommend a movie and you say no. 
I'm not going to watch this. I'm definitely <laughs> interested in this. Not so much. I don't like anything about it. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. So, games. Games. So, last time uh, I got to host Sat Matt, I created a little Name That Movie. And I invented this entirely brand new concept, not based on Name That Tune at all. And uh, <laughs> this time we're doing Name That Actor. Oh, dear. Another brand okay. new concept that I've ripped off from myself from 60s television. So this will go like this. I'm going to say this person was in a movie called This in this year, and they played this character. I'm picking something obscure that you will not know, hopefully, but maybe you will. Maybe you'll have an inkling. Then you will say, Ocean will start by saying, I can name that actor in five more movies. It could go up to five. If Pete feels confident, he can bring it down to four movies. I'm picking obscure things from their IMDb pages. However, we are all movie lovers. One of you might strike gold and realize right off the bat who I'm talking about. Does this all make sense? Yes. I, yes. Okay. Ocean looks dubious. <laughs> Let's try no, I, it. I, I understand the concept, and I look forward to facing you on the field of battle, Pete. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I get real upset when war analogies come out. <laughs> find it very threatening. Oh, but Pete, it, I noticed Pete's standing, so he's ready. I had to stand. He's, yeah, I had to stand up ready. to get all... Yeah, okay. Not even my turn, and I'm already sweating. All right. This extremely prolific actor appeared as bum in 1987's Magic Sticks. Ocean, can you name it in five movies? Can you name that actor? Do I have to start at five or can I drop it down to a different drop, number? Drop it down, okay. dude. I can name that actor in four movies. Ooh! Coming out the gate. I like it. Um, all right. Three movies. Uh, two movies. Oh, Pete. Do you know who it is? Are you, is this, are we trying to, you know who it is already? Do you know who it is? Because if you say it? one movie, if you say one movie, doesn't he have to name it? Well, no, then she's going to tell you one movie and then you're going to hear that and then you have to name it in one. Right. I, I'm going to get two right. movies. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I name them, name the, you name the stinking Name movie. that okay. actor. Name, name that, that actor. It's, guys, it's not name that movie. That was a different game entirely. That was a different <laughs> game that you made up, that you invented. Yes. All right. All right. You get right. two movies. Okay. Ocean, are you ready? I am ready. This actor appeared as the dream blind man in 1990's Exorcist 3. <laughs> <laughs> this actor. Wow. Unless you want to make a guess at this point. You get one more. <laughs> no, I don't even know what the Exorcist 3 is. There was three of them? So, all right, go ahead. <laughs> You're off to a hell of a start. Yeah. This actor played Mr. Simpson in 1991's Jumpin' at the Boneyard. Name that actor. Wow. I should let you do this, Pete. Jumpin' at, at the, the boneyard. boneyard. So the movies are Jumpin' at the Boneyard, The Exorcist 3, and what was the first one where he's bumming? Magic what? Sticks, and he played a character called Bum. I feel like this is harder than, than I expected yeah. it to be. <laughs> a very uh, prolific actor, I started off with saying. Very prolific actor. Okay. 
Uh, if he doesn't get it, do I get another movie? Oh, you, you, well, you get a chance at it, sure. All but right, you got to name an actor. Prolific actor. So, fine. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. He's prolific. You are correct. That is... Ocean! <laughs> you are awesome. correct! That's great. I, I don't even I don't even know what to say right now. First of all, that's so, some, there's fraud. You're not I'm you're not reading the chat where I just there's told a, Ocean what a, it was. So, <laughs> no, I am are you kidding? Yeah, we got it. <laughs> well, she said prolific actors all Samuel Jackson. He's it was like the the last actor that you were thinking about before this game is what just happened there. Well, I was unbelievably I'm starting off easy. That was like yeah. my easy one. <sighs> oh, for crying out okay. loud. Okay, bring it. Bring <laughs> the right. rain. Here we go. Okay. This Academy Award winning actress appeared in Bush Christmas in 1983. Did you say this, Bush Christmas? Uh, Bush Christmas in 1983. This Academy Award winning like actress. A, a Bush family uh, spectacle? Mm-mm. How many movies, Pete? Do I, I, I'm going to start with five. Yeah. I can name him four. Yeah, you can. All right, I'm going to do three again. Name that actor. Here we go. All right, let's go. It's an Academy Award winning actress. actress. Who appeared as Judy in BMX Bandits in 1983. (laughs) Huh? Huh? So you're you're the one who hasn't... With the obscure movies? You haven't seen Electric Boogaloo? not seen any of these movies i i went to imdb (laughs) all right she played mary McAllister in 1988's the bit part nicole kidman yes see how you just knew one that's the only one i'll get all night (laughs) what was the third movie you were gonna say uh i was going to say uh, well, I have others written down, but uh, she was an Academy Awards presenter in 1996's The Leading Man. And then right. the the one I was excited if we got to it was she is playing Lucille Ball in 2022's Being yes. the Ricardos, which I was yes. not aware of. That's amazing. There, I right. need to make some phone calls. I do not enjoy that casting. Okay. That's, that was fun. Okay, now I'm okay. feeling good. I'm yeah. feeling much better. <laughs> one to one. Much better. Yeah. All right. It's because uh, least, I stretched before that uh, round. At least one of us. I was, I, I was banking on that we wouldn't, neither one of us would get anything else. <laughs> so. All right. All right. I'm ready. This is not looking good for you guys. Uh, this, <laughs> this woman, this actress, has been much talked about by the film Real Universe recently. And she was in a movie called Live Virgin, playing Agnes Large in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do five. I can name five movies. Okay, four. <laughs> okay, three. I feel like we're, I think we feel like we're doing name that actor uh, performance now. Uh, okay. Go ahead and name that actor. All right. All right, Ocean. How about in 2000? She was the baby nurse in What Planet Are You From? Okay. How about in Spider-Man? In 2002, she was the check-in girl. (laughs) What? That's a big movie. (laughs) What? And in 2008, she was in Pretty Ugly Baby. She played Mary. 
<sighs> we have discussed her recently on a couple of these podcasts. A couple of these podcasts. Like in the, right. in the next real family. So what you're saying is that you want me to name an actress that has been mentioned two or three times in the last <laughs> 50 episodes. Nine uh, years. Uh, no, <laughs> recently. R- recently is like, if okay. So, yeah. So, okay. um... I don't appreciate the attitude, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. I'm very excited for... <gasps> is it right? That is not right. But oh, thank God. I like the way you think, Ocean. Pete, you get another movie. Uh, she was in Marilyn Hotchkiss's ballroom dancing in Charm School, and she played Aisha Leberon in 2005. That, of course, it was the Charm School movie. I don't. I, I Ocean was on to something. Any, but, Pete, Ocean was on to something with his guest. You're laying it on pretty thick right now. So the only, I'm just going to say Octavia Spencer and see. You are correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. I'm, tra- I'm, I'm like the Peter Sagal of really, that. I'm trying to really. Yes, yeah. right. You really down. are. Yeah. No, I, I, I got oh, it when you man, said Aisha. I get it and I was now, like, yeah. oh, well, that's, that's not Melissa McCarthy. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I haven't heard of any of those movies. Uh, no. Besides Thunder Force. Or Spider-Man. Oh, you're right. I've heard of Spider-Man, Spider-Man, but it's been sort of erased from, you know, Spider-Man 3 erased Spider-Man. Why? You, you, you can't let the three of any movies can't affect the, the first. Because okay. the three That's is... Fair. That's fair. Almost universally bad. All right. All right. The, so this get? is Pete for the win, if you can get this one. Okay. okay. If Ocean ties it, I have a tiebreaker. Okay. Now, this... Cult comedy darling starred as Ron Statlin in Dill Scallion. Five. So it's me. Do I get to pick? I'm going to yeah. start with five. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to go with uh, four. Yeah, yeah, five movies. <laughs> Three. I guess I have to go two. Oh, he came to win. He's not. Here's no way. Go for it. Name that actor. Tough guy. All right. I feel like this is possible here. So what was the what was the first build up of the actor other than the this cult, cult com- comedy darling starred as Ron Statlin in a movie called Dill Scallion. And this is an actress. Actor. Actor. Okay. Correct. All right. And you said two movies, correct? I did say two movies. And you said darling. That Does me. Dill Scallion count, though? Is That's one, right? Well, he but that's, one. That, I, that's I've done question. that all along. That's like part of the all question. All right, all right. Okay. How about Body Shots 1999, where this guy played Trent? Okay. Okay. <laughs> How about feeling? How you feeling now, Ocean? Well, just the same way as I was feeling before. Body shot. I'm gonna shot. go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the movie that I think was the most well known of all of these. In 2007, he made a film called Music Within, where he played Richard. Wait, you just said this actor's most well known movie was called Music Within. No, no, no. Of of the ones I picked, I'm not okay. picking the most well known movies. Well, yeah. Okay, so Music Within played Richard. Mm-hmm. And he, don't forget, in Dill Scallion, he played Ron, he played Ron Statlin. How can I forget that? <laughs> don't forget that. Yeah, don't, yeah. Forget that. <laughs> don't forget that. In Dill, in Dill Stallion? Dill Stallion, and, and yeah. he's, he's, Can I ask you a question, Mandy? Yeah. Have you ever seen Music Within? No. Okay. 
Just making sure. I've heard of it. That would be great. You have heard of it. Mm-hmm. All right. That's something. All right. Have you seen music with it? Me? Yes. That's funny. No. Okay. <laughs> no idea. Never even heard of it. Totally okay. new. To uh, no, I, I thought maybe I thought maybe you had. Then I was like, well, I need to guess right now. Um, okay, so cult comedy darling Seth Rogen. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <sighs> Did you see a movie called Queens of Country in 2012 where this guy played Rance McCoy? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no. no. Mm. Anything else? Do you just keep going? No, that's the one movie you get that. I don't. I I got. I've got. uh, Okay, it's um, Jake Johnson. No. Did you guys see Buying the Cow in two (laughs) thousand (laughs) two? What are you doing to us right now? (laughs) That did you guys see uh, Office Space? Wait, Buying the Cow. Ron Livingston. Yeah. Ah, he's been in all those goofy movies. Yeah, I haven't heard of a single one of those. What is it? The cult, is it? Is he? Are you calling him a cult comedy darling because of Office Space? Yeah, and Swingers, and I feel like that was his. He, when he got he his was, start with being just, like that guy in a bunch of cult yeah. comedies. Okay, I ju- he was in Touchy Feely, which I watched yesterday. Yep, I'm so tuned yesterday, in. Yesterday, and he's married you to Rosemary so Duet. I know, right? Hmm. Who would have known? Delightful couple. A very brunette couple. All right, gentlemen, that was Name That Actor. (laughs) We won't ever talk about it again. Yes, that was a very challenging game. Well, I I guess I should have done, done. you know, more like, oh, they might really recognize this one, but I I didn't. I thought, no, you did exactly. We did, I think, all things considered, we did pretty good. Yes. The fact that I got one was a triumph in and of itself. Huge. Yes, huge. Huge. Dear Diary, Huge. today Mandy played a dumb a game and I got day. one right. Exactly, yeah, I got one. Today was a good day. <laughs> Gentlemen, are we on to our lists? This is a list. And so, our list yeah, go ahead. topic is what this might be considered at the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward love triangles. <laughs> this is based on the movie Laggies. Have either of you seen Laggies? No, sir. Emily Emily Blunt uh, is in the movie. It's not from uh, your Laggies. sister's sister? Oh, no. Laggies is next week. You're right. It's totally your sister's sister. Okay. You've seen your sister's sister. Mm-hmm. Your sister's sister is an un- another one with too many apostrophes. Mm-hmm. Really, one, but only one. Or two. It yeah. is two. No, it no, is it's just, just one. one. Two is too many. It's just the one. Yes. Two is way two too many. Two is way too many. Yeah, it's just yeah. the one. It's very confusing because there aren't enough sisters in the movie. We've talked about this at, at some length. And so it is about awkward love triangles. Very awkward love triangle in your sister's sister. And um, so here we are. Here I we am are. curious, just at, be, so you guys help me out. How did you, did you set up any sort of rules about how you approached the movies that you were uh, bringing to the list? Any sort of foundational logic? that went into how you thought about your movies? I think I thought about it a li- potentially a little bit too um, literally. So finding finding movies with love triangles was, was you know, kind of the easier part. And so after that, I started looking at different ones and saying, okay, well, in what way would this be awkward? Because, you know, with, my, with your sister's sister, I'm thinking, okay, the awkwardness is that they are sisters with one guy, and that's the awkwardness, is that they would care for each other as well, and then there'd be kind of a weirdness there. And that's what I got from it. And so I, I just yes. went with like described in a vacuum, is this situation outside of the norm of what you would expect from a love triangle? 
Okay. I, I think I did that as well. I didn't want to just like the the plot of most movies is some form of love triangle. So I avoided yeah. those and I went for the more spicy ones. Oh, might I there add, might be some steals. They're, yeah. Oh, they're, they're very I expect well. some. I expect yeah. some. Okay. Before we start, gentlemen, another possible topic was titles with repetitive words in them because of your sister's sister. Mm-hmm. And the the fifth actor that we did not get to in my amazing game was Kathy Bates, who starred in Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. So I just, <laughs> no, and not starred, she was a small role. But that, I was all excited to, if that one won, I was like, and I'm bringing it in through the game, but that was going to be my first choice for the game, for the lists. Okay. Fantastic. That said, back to Awkward Love Triangles. Is there no Awkward Love ti- titles in that, uh, triangles in that movie? Because that'd be great. There are not. No. Oh. That's... Huh. No. Uh, be a real slam dunk. Yeah. Real Homer. Real home run. I get to go first because <laughs> okay, I, I say so. And my trailer was first. But your trailer was first, yes. Yes. So I'm hoping this is a steal. I feel like it could be. The first thing that popped into my mind, awkward love triangles. What's more awkward than a priest and a rabbi and a Scientologist walk into a bar? <laughs> Her Scientology is not actually part of the movie, but the movie is Keeping the Faith, starring Ben Stiller, Edward Norton, and Jenna Elfman. Very awkward. Love triangle. Totally awkward. Totally love triangle. Yeah. I kind of can't believe I didn't even didn't even think of it. Really? Didn't, Me come, didn't Me even come that's to a, mind. Yeah, it's a, that's a, it's a no. great movie. Didn't think of it. Funny. Yeah. It's a fun, fun one. It's a good one when you catch yeah. it and you just want to indulge. Yeah. Oh, man. Bums me out. Okay. Uh, all right. So you got the priest and the rabbi and the Scientologist. Um, I've got... Uh, how do you feel about two uh, teenage Mexican boys and an older woman going off on a mm-hmm. sexy road I trip? I feel great mm-hmm. about it. I <laughs> love that movie. About that? <laughs> oh, I love this movie so much. Am I right? E to mama tambien. There is... Uh, this is uh, it, it's a love triangle. It, it it probably has more vertices even than a triangle, but really it's the three of them. And this is where we meet uh, Gail Garcia Bernal and um, and uh, Diego Luna, uh, Diego Luna, sexy, sexy mm. Diego Luna and uh, Mary Belle Verdu. And it's a fantastic uh, Alfonso Cuaron uh, movie that I haven't seen in way too long. And I came back to I, I found this one and I was like, oh, God. I'm not going to need to watch this movie. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Very good, good movie. One. Yeah. All right. All right. Beat that, Ocean. Ocean. Well, I'm not going to try to beat that with this. I think this one I'm going to uh, talk you're so, about. Jay, you're the gentle giant now. I'm going at you. to use a movie that I do not like as much as the original that is being remade from, but it is still a good movie. And this was one of the changes from the original movie. And I will now describe it now. Can a love triangle take place when two of the three people involved haven't even met? Well, this is a love triangle involving drugs and crime. When a crooked cop is in love with a nice psychologist, they move in together and their relationship starts to hit a bit of a rut. And during this time, she has a patient who is, unbeknownst to her, an undercover cop working working with the mob. Of course, she now has feelings for him, too. And then, and now she finds herself in an awkward love triangle, having a relationship with a dirty cop who is looking for her undercover lover, who is also trying to expose her dirty cop boyfriend. And this movie 
is The Departed. Man, there's so much going on in that movie. Yeah. that just like yeah, when you hear you say it, it's like, that's not the movie I watch. <laughs> 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 no, it's, uh, it was the love triangle between uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon. And... Um, <laughs> And, <laughs> they pretty much stop there because they still have a crush on each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just might. And and uh, Vera Farmiga, who plays Madeline, mm-hmm. in the Love movie, her. she is a, a psychologist who is uh, living with and in a relationship with uh, the dirty cop Matt Damon while uh, sleeping with the uh, undercover cop Leonardo DiCaprio. Just say the phrase "dirty cop Matt Damon" one more time. Just, yes. oh. Do you think his Do you think his wife says, "Can I call you dirty cop Matt Damon"? <laughs> or maybe he says, I "Would you America only call me dirty that. cop Matt Damon?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Screw this Will Hunting stuff. I'm the dirty cop. Mm-hmm. Dirty, yeah. dirty cop Matt Damon. All, All right. right. Uh, you are pronouncing the name in the movie wrong. I hate to correct you, but it is the Depatted. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know that I am from there. And, you can't uh, pack that. It no. is a wicked good movie from what I hear. <laughs> All right. My next movie, because I didn't want to just do straightforward heterosexual movies, is Kissing Jessica Stein. She's in love with her. She's Have in I love seen with that her. Movie? She's dating him. He can't figure out why she's not so into him because she's in love with her. Kissing Jessica Stein. I've yeah. never seen that movie. Jennifer Westfeld. I've, I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen <gasps> it either. But I heard of it. Yeah. Tova Feldshu. Oh. Oh. Don't even know any of what you're saying. One, Just made up words. It was really at the time like an indie that broke through so huge. They made it so cheap and it was so charming and it really uh became the you know, the paragon of if we can make an yeah. indie movie. This this is why you next. make indie yes. movies now, yes. everybody. Yeah, totally. So, okay. Well, clearly I need to see this movie now. That's fantastic. That means I get to go next. You do. Hey. Speaking of kind of uh, lower budget movies from uh, directors that I really, really like, uh, anybody remember Laura Sangiacomo? You might have known her from Just Shoot Me, but I like to think of her only in the context of Andy McDowell and Peter Gallagher and James Spader. Mm -hmm. And this is Steven Soderbergh's Sex, Lies, and Videotape. And you really could say that Sex, Lies, and Videotape are also a love triangle. In this movie, <laughs> there's just a lot of videotaping um, uh, stuff that goes on. Poor James Spader. You just walk out. You're thinking, I really feel for this guy. He can't, you know, one of the only times he didn't play like tape. an evil douche. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a broken guy. Yeah. Uh, no, there was just uh, a lot to love about this movie. I have a great time with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, can I get that laugh as a drop just for my life? <laughs> Are you willing to do that? Send it to me, please. Ocean, okay. what's your second movie? Well, I... I <laughs> say for the record, I don't think my wife knows I watch Sex, Lies, and Videotape. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will uh, follow suit with your guys' themes then. I will go with uh, small independent a smaller independent movie with the director that I that I love, and I will stay away from the uh, the will be it'll not just limiting it to heterosexual. Um, the movie that I'm going to describe is a story of a nice lesbian girl who is in a band and living a happy normal life in New Jersey, and she meets a heterosexual guy and squarely puts him in the friend zone, even though he has feelings for her. 
And eventually, as time goes on, she lets her guard down and starts to fall and falls in love with them. And is now unexpectedly the happiest she has been in years. Unfortunately, our heroine now finds out that she is unwittingly in an awkward love triangle as they both, she and her new beau, discover that his heterosexual male best friend is also in love with him. The movie I'm talking about is Chasing Amy, uh, directed by <sighs> Kevin Smith, starring Ben Affleck, Joy Lauren Adams, and Jason Lee. I love Joy Lauren Adams so much. I think she is wonderful. Yes. That's an no, interesting I, I stance. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you're you're on your own. <laughs> what? what Joey, Who, me or yeah, Joey Lauren Adams. No, 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 no. I, I love, I, I I love a weird. lot of things about this movie. I love everything about this movie. Mm-hmm. This was pivotal for me in, uh, during, during my collegiate experiences. I, no judgment, man. <laughs> I had this one on videotape. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I still have the DVD. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I remember right. liking yeah. it at the time. I, I have yeah. no memory of it now, but... yeah. It is the only movie where Kevin Smith got nominated for whether anything uh, where they got nominated for a Golden Globe. It ah, actually, she actually got nominated. So Joey Lauren Adams got nominated for a Golden Globe from this movie. All yeah. right. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Color me uh, impressed. I didn't see you writing anything down, but that's okay. Go, well, I've seen it. Final, I'm sure she's her final pick. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, what is a love triangle really without murder and uh, a line without? <laughs> Dirty cop Matt Damon. <laughs> I'm I'm doing it. I'm going talented Mr. Ripley. And this oh, came from my mom, and I love are. that she recommended it. Of course. It. So, pops, oh, big fat duh. Wow. Yeah. That is, of course, that's a great, that's the, that's the obvious pick. My mom for the win. Okay. All right. All right. Well, then my final pick is, um, I, it's a guilty pleasure. There was a joke on this very show for a long time because week after week after week, I just happened to accidentally bring a Woody Allen movie. And I stopped because I was made fun of furiously for having some Woody Allen movies that I like when I, I, we're not allowed to talk about Woody Allen. But I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to bring a Woody Allen movie to the show. And it's because these people are so good Javier Bardem and uh, Penelope Cruz and Rebecca Hall and Scarlett Johansson. They're all in Barcelona. All of them are there. Even uh, uh, Christina is there and Vicky is there. You could say Vicky, Christina, Barcelona. They're all together. And it is a love triangle about uh, gastrointestinal disorder and (laughs) relationship uh, intrigue. And uh, that's it. I really had a good time with this movie, and uh, it's one of the Woody Allen movies that I just pretend Woody Allen didn't make. It's great. I it's an outlier for me. I really like in terms of his style. I, I thought it was not his usual mo, and I really liked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It it actually, I think that's a really good point. It is it is off cast from mm-hmm. him. It's yeah. it's yeah. Ocean. Oh, You're not saying movie. anything. <sighs> well, I I saw that. I I really enjoyed the trailer. And it was a movie that I was that I wanted to see, and you know how. But now you, you just can't. never did. I just never did. <laughs> now you yeah, can't. I just never did. Right. But it's a great pick because when you said it, I was like, "Oh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona." The name, the love triangle is in yeah. the name, in the title. It's in the Vicky name. Cristina. It's in the name. It was the first thing Barcelona. I thought. Yeah, that's right. It was the first thing that came up yeah. when I saw this one, and I thought, I just I have to do it. It's the Woody Allen pick, and that, I think oh. I may be done. I think that's I've picked all of the Woody Allen movies that I need to pick. Okay. I think we all appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, right. Ocean. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. So my last 
awkward love triangle is uh, we'll take a it's a bit of a story. So this love triangle starts out not as a triangle, ladies and gentlemen, but as a square. Uh, this <gasps> story. This story is about Sam and Sue, young college kids engaged in love, going back to Sam's family home to stay with his father and his two brothers, Tristan and Alfred. Before Sam and Sue can get married, Sam and his two brothers volunteer and go fight in the war. And in this war, of course, sadly, Sam dies. Now our square is ready to become an awkward love triangle. In the ensuing years of life, Sue rebuffs the advances of Alfred, falls for, and has a relationship with Tristan, much to Alfred's jealous chagrin. After a while, Tristan leaves Sue, and then Sue, in her sadness, eventually marries Alfred. And this is where the most awkward brother love triangles would end, but not in this movie. After some years of marriage, Tristan comes back into their lives, stirring feelings in Sue. Tristan has different plans altogether and marries someone else. And his Tristan's wife eventually is killed. And then he leaves the family again for the last time. And Sue's resurgent feelings overwhelm her. And Tristan's leaving causes her to kill her. <gasps> this is one dude, movie? Dude, this were you movie. there? Yes. Are you Alfred? Uh, <laughs> this is amazing. And if you haven't figured it out yet, I am describing the movie Legends of the Fall. Starring <laughs> Brad Pitt, Anthony Hopkins, Aiden Quinn, and Julia Ormond. Wow. Yes. I could, I think that, Mandy, could you have placed that? I know, but I've never seen it. I didn't. You've never seen Legend of the Fall. It's, I've seen it, I think, once. Yeah. I could not have it's placed it. That, that was brilliant. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great epic movie. Yeah. It is a big long. The war they go off to is World War I. Oh. And, and, there's, and there's a lot of. Huge. And, 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 the, and Sam's, Sam's death scene in it is very actually powerful and moving and everything. And it, it's just, yeah. it, but it's just this big, sweeping epic movie. It's great. Wow. I wouldn't that was notice anything other heavy. than. Aiden Quinn's eyes if I were watching that movie because he has the most beautiful blue eyes yeah, deep, in cinematic deep pools history. of longing and Ooh. loneliness. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. All right. Any, uh, <laughs> any awesome. alts that we need to discuss? I, I had one and I, I, I feel like I, I'm a little bit surprised it didn't get picked. It is While You Were Sleeping. Oh, one of my oh. favorites. I kind of knew that I had it. It was a back pocket. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe I'm going to have to bring it up. But then there was all the sexy stuff in my other picks. And I thought, eh, I'm going to stick with the sexy stuff. Uh, but while you're sleeping, I thought it was great because, you know, he's yeah. well, he asleep. Yeah. While, love, while the, the love triangle was happening. I didn't choose it because I feel like in a, this is a weird statement that Sandra Bullock is my Woody Allen. And I'm always talking about Sandra Bullock. And I didn't I don't want to be pigeonholed. I have seen movies that don't have Sandra Bullock in them. So I didn't no, you choose don't, yeah. a Sandra Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be typelisted. Yeah, no, exactly. I get it. Ocean, did you have any backups? Nothing that was any good. So I, I'm glad I did not have to go to that well. So. <laughs> well, I, there were no steals. Yes, no, no steals. steals. Yeah. But I just watched one of my favorite family movies, Enchanted, with Casey. We just like rewatched oh. it, and I thought, well, that's an awkward one because she's a cartoon and he's real, and James Marsden is a cartoon, and so I was. I was going to use that one if someone stole. Oh, you could totally get away with that. Yeah. I'm a big Enchanted fan. Oh, I love that movie. Is that weird? Mm. No. It's, 
I love it. All right, gents, we get to pick for next week's hosts what their list will be. So they are doing the movie Laggies. Hey, excuse me? We all forgot our IDs. Would you buy a six-pack or something? Someone did this for me when I was your age. It's like a rite of passage, right? I had a good feeling about you. That makes one of us. Why would you tweak the nipples? That's Buddha. Did you convert to Buddhism? Wanna stay for dinner? Is it make your own pizza night? Sure, great idea. Honey, I don't want to see you throw away your education. You have an advanced degree. I've waited to do this for so long. No, no, whoa, get up, get up. Just a second. I need to lay low for a week. My dad's wearing some lame divorcee mixer, so he'll be late. <laughs> dad, you're supposed to knock. Wow, high school students are looking rougher and rougher these days. Who are you? It's kind of hard to explain. Hey, did you hear the one about the grown woman who started hanging out with a bunch of pubescent kids? No, what? No, I'd never heard of it before either. Anything you need to say about it, Pete? <laughs> I have so much to, just so much to say about Laggies. This is another of the Lynn Shelton greats where a character just doesn't know what she needs to do. She's lost, is unexplored, unexplained reasons, uh, but she's lost. And uh, she she's 28 and she falls in with a 16-year-old and her pals. And it is all about her regressing as a 28-year-old into some that of that behavior. And then she falls in love with her the 16 year old played by uh, chloe moretz mm. uh, her dad played by sam rockwell <laughs> uh and it is it is he i mean the movie uh, you can listen to the show about the movie it's got it's got some issues but the performances are great kira knightley chloe grace moretz and sam rockwell principal trio and they're fantastic like they're just so entertaining and, and engaging to watch on screen regressing it's all about that kind of stuff so all right So we have some choices here. So we've got grownups who haven't figured out how to grow up. We've got growing apart from your group of friends. That one breaks my heart. Uh We have having sex with your friend's parent. That one turns me on. We have (laughs) (laughs) Pacific Northwest films. Calling off the engagement. Finding out your parent is having an affair. And Overqualified people working ridiculously low-end jobs, often for comedic effect. In this case, she actually has her master's degree in counseling, but she's taken a side gig as a sign turner on a curb for her dad's accounting firm. Aww. So that's the that's the example. God love her. Super cute. Uh, can you come up with any movies for these that s- seems like it would be uh, fun to talk about? And if it helps, next week's crew is uh, the good Kyle Olson, Rob Cabosco and Steve Sarmento. So anything you want to lob toward that trio? Now, now, now that you said that, to give them a challenge, I'll say having sex with your friend's parent and then challenge them not to use American pie or, <laughs> <laughs> or to say, well, an American beauty almost. So no movies with the word American in the title. Ah. Oh, <laughs> all right. No American, no American in the title, title. having yes. sex with your parents. Uh, okay. Pete, what do you want to do to them? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the list is long and distinguished. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, man, I just, I worry. I think overqualified people working ridiculously low in jobs could be funny. I just can't think of any off the top of my head. Right. Oh, a very promising um, woman. A promising young woman. 
<laughs> promising young woman. That was oh, th- that was the one. That's the only one I could think yeah, of. Top of my head that's that. the only one. You're right, yeah. and now that's the only thing I can think of. Um, I'm going to say I- I'll go with the uh, heartstrings growing apart from your group of friends. Ooh. All right, and just to give us a different take, I'll do Pacific Northwest films. I appreciate that. I felt like it was too on the nose to pick that myself, but I. <laughs> These movies have been just wonderful. <laughs> I appreciate They're that. They're right here. I could not have chosen that, but thank you. No, for choosing but it. thank you. You really, I mean, nobody's going to pick it. Nobody's going to pick the vote for this, yeah. but thank you. Well, I can it's actually rep- think of represent. them. So that was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All That's right. Isn't, isn't the whole Twilight series in the Pacific Northwest? I believe you're yeah, correct. But yeah. Yeah, but right. yeah. cool. Yes. There's well, that's, I got that. three right there. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't help them out. Let's make them suffer. And if you want to vote in next week's list challenge, it's simple. Head over to the Show Talk channel in the Next Real Discord community and lend your vote to the chaos that is list picking and movie sabotage each week. You might be asking, how do I get to the Show Talk channel? I'm so glad you asked. All you have to do is head over to thenextreel.com slash membership and become a supporter of the Next Real family of podcasts. For just $1 a month, folks, you can become a one reeler. You join our online community in our Discord service. And for a few dollars more a month, become a two reeler supporter and join us for live streams as we record, early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed, and access to the super secret member channels in Discord and member bonus episodes. That's right. Members get a slew of episodes that only they can hear. Plus, you can now support with a single annual donation at either level. And lastly, but not leastly, we already talked about it, Letterboxd. They're offering a discount now to anyone listening to The Next Reel. Just head to thenextreel.com slash letterboxd, and you can upgrade your Letterboxd account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. And this discount also works for renewals. Does it get any better? Gentlemen. It does does not. (laughs) Gentlemen, thank you so much. Be well. I'll be there for you. We'll talk again after we've all seen the Friends reunion, right? Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Special a reunion, Sat Matt reunion episode about the reunion episode, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) The one where we talk about the reunion. The one where we talk about the reunion. Thank you, Mandy. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care, everybody. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, 
or the Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Today. 